0: Hi, everyone. Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of White Label American. Thank you all for joining us today and before we begin, i would like to give a shout out to my patrons thank you for your support you can't do this without you guys and you know you, for everyone listening who's not yet on my patreon please you can join us you know we always need more support We're trying to go as far as possible and if you can't right now we understand you can support in so many ways you can support by liking sharing subscribing giving five stars and a positive review on itunes at most especially and push us up the algorithm you can also get t-shirts at vetclothing.com vetclothing.com and um yeah just put it on your social media share with your friends get everybody involved all right so today we have a very very special episode we're doing something a little bit more different than what we usually do um in honor of father's day i have three dads join me i'm also a dad and we're just gonna go through our journeys you know we are we all at different levels of um, fatherhood, and they will tell you who they are. One of them has been on the podcast a few times, so he, he has the record of being on the podcast uh, the most. So you just overtook the person who's been on. The, well, you were tied with somebody, so now you're officially in the lead. So without much being said, let's meet our guests today. So we'll start with you. Hi. Hello.
1: would you like me to say my name oh, and, please please uh my name is caesar benoit um father of a seven year old almost eight year old girl
0: nice mine is almost three but she, i think she acts like she's 13
1: right is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine too <laughs> i think she's an 18 year old
0: so uh, you live in
1: <clears throat> i live in prospect heights uh, been in brooklyn for about eight years from upstate new york uh spanish-brazilian background
0: we tolerate upstate today
1: what's uh, what's that
0: we'll tolerate upstate okay today.
1: perfect um <laughs> and uh my favorite soccer team is one of rafa's rival
0: clubs i don't think but we're not gonna, barcelona <laughs> we, we don't consider <laughs> you guys rivals right? so we, 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 we'll do that for today <laughs> it's all right <laughs> well she's my good friend we've known each other for how long now i can't even tell very long time. Right? Very long time. Yeah. Too long. No. Too long. Way too long. <laughs> Way too long. Fight we'll do everything, drink beer at the same time. So yeah, good. He's good people. And Mr. Rodney.
2: Hi, yes, my name is Rodney Jehuapia, um, father of a, a one-year-old girl. Um, I've been in New York for about eight years. Park Slope, about five years now. Nice.
0: Welcome on the podcast. Thank you. And uh, what's what's your background
2: uh, in t- uh, in terms of where <laughs> I come from?
0: Um, immigrant oh yeah I'm, a,
2: I'm an immigrant um not yet a US citizen okay uh, I'm a legal alien but originally from Ghana um but family you know came from the Soviet Union I actually I was actually born in Russia all right which gives me a lot of trouble in airports oh but, uh, fascinating happily living here now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome to the show so we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll, later on we'll do a separate one-on-one episode with Rodney and this is just his um let's say sticking his feet into the water like getting you know getting wet so the three timer on the
3: podcast <coughs> three lowest rated episodes is it <laughs> uh, it's uh yeah so my name is mark butler i'm uh originally from dublin ireland and uh i'm father to a three-year-old uh, imogen is her name all right so yeah i'm happy to be back here um to help contribute and uh let's have a good chat about being a dad all righty
0: so welcome everybody and I'm also a dad. You know, my daughter turned three in August, and you guys have heard her once or twice when she's in the studio, but that was a few months ago. And yeah, she she talks, like, talks a lot now. So I'm like, yeah, you can't be in the studio now. It's gonna be, we don't wanna hear you giving out secrets to the treasures. <laughs> All right. So let's begin um, with, let me see. I, you know, I got some brand new last minute questions that just popped in, so. But they are fun questions, don't worry. There's <coughs> nothing like give me this, you know, sign away the soul of your, your, your child to me or something like that. I, I'm one child is enough for me. It's too much work, you know. So um, what is... Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry, I read the question wrong. So what is something that you wished that uh, you had been told before becoming a father? Like, w- wait, let me rephrase it. What's the biggest surprise that you've had since you've uh, became a dad you know something you didn't expect at all
3: um, for me it's it's I, I've been enjoying it way more than I than I thought I would you know like I think it's a certain you don't have an idea what it's going to be like until you, it starts you know and uh, every day my daughter's getting smarter it's getting funnier she's uh, you know coming out with hilarious stuff every single day and it's, it's just you know she she's she almost, almost like my little friend, you know, and it's, it's great. And that's something that I, I, you know, you read books, you see movies and stuff, and you have a certain comprehension of it. But once I think you start uh, living in it, it's very different. So, yeah, I think that that would be for me.
1: Um, I guess I would say I was surprised at how much easier it is than I thought it would be. A lot of it is instinct. Mm. So I started reading all these books and watching all these documentaries, yeah. talking to people. And I remember one time I was at my uh, local soccer bar reading one of these books like, you know, what to expect when you're expecting and all these kind of things. And, you know, sweating and being very anxious about it. And he said, you know, don't read that rubbish. Just honestly make sure that she's alive at the end of the day and then do it again, the next day and again and again and again. So for me, I think uh, what I found is that it's a lot easier than I thought it would be. I thought it would be crying babies all the time. and you know changing diapers and all this and it is that but it's a lot easier it's a lot more instinctual than i thought it would be mm.
2: yeah yeah i would echo your thoughts exactly guys um i feel like expecting parents are always told scary stories about you know sleepless nights and babies crying and how bad it is to change diapers you know on that note that's one thing that surprised me i didn't think that i would be able to change diapers i for me that was a very scary thought the yeah. fact that i would have to do that multiple times a day i think i've changed well Way less than you guys at this point, since I'm only <laughs> a one-year-old. But um, you know, it's 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 more fun than you expect, and you know, it seems to me so far at least over the past year that you, you know, as a parent, you know, it's it's crazy to see how much like us our daughter is. It's 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 fun seeing behaviors that we sort of can see in each other in our in our daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think it's almost like you get the child you deserve, almost. You know, mm. for uh, that's, g- that's for that's good, good and way. bad. That's that's a good way of. I like that line. Yeah.
0: You get the child you deserve. Yeah. You know, um, it's not like, because, like, when, uh, before, before Clara was born, you know, we didn't know what we're having, if it was boy or girl, you know, we just said, you know, we're going to love the baby, no matter what, you know, came out. And um, it, it just seemed like everybody was, the, the majority of the stories or the, the lines we kept hearing were, uh, your life won't be the same it's it's over like you know fun is over and like i'm like yeah i, I don't know man so why 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 do you have another child <laughs> like that's <laughs> like something they ask some people like you know people who are like three four kids but they just always oh man you now you oh welcome to the club it's not you i'm like uh okay but you know if you keep if you talk like this to every other person who doesn't have kids i don't think they want to have kids because it's like you but yeah it, it it was the same for me um i didn't read books i thought about doing that at first but there was an experience that um that i very had an encounter that um, uh, i don't know who gave her the book and that book just seemed to be worsening her anxiety because she had high blood pressure during the pregnancy and it got to the stage it was like that book just seemed to have the worst case scenarios for everything. And I was like, what, what's going on? You know, I I don't get it. I thought it was when you go search on Google like you're supposed to be seeing all this stuff. Not in a book that's supposed to be preparing you for uh, parenthood. And I asked uh, Namik, uh, Cesar knows Namik, uh, who's our good friend, trouble knucklehead too, but um, I asked his wife. And she said, well, why are you torturing yourselves? Don't, like, don't. Just take that book and throw it away. Mm-hmm. Throw it away. You you guys will be fine. You guys will be fine. Don't even don't 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 stress yourself. Don't you you're already stressed off as it is. So why are you adding more stress? So I took the book and I told Verena, like, we don't we don't need this. I'm not even gonna read it. And after that i just made sure that the communication was with people that I felt comfortable with and people that I respected and people who if even if They were giving me like something that was coming too negative i just like um okay thank you and i just float away but i just you know i i I kind of started shielding out myself from the negative connotations like this is going to be the end of the world it's the apocalypse kind of thing as soon as you have a kid and then as soon as clara was born it just seemed like a natural like Exactly. I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like it kicked in. And I think it's part of our evolution as human beings. We always had it in us. But does it mean <clears throat> you won't get overwhelmed? Oh, of course, there were days that I felt overwhelmed, but that's where having a team also helps. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it was the fact that it felt a lot easier than I expected, you know, and that, and that will help me when the tough times will come. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So I was able to get through the, the, the good days. So like, yeah, when, when the tougher times came, it was easier mm-hmm. to adjust to those days. But yeah, so I, 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 uh, I think that was a surprise for me too, that I was able to take to it mm-hmm. and the people were like, oh man, you, you don't have you like, you, are, you, are, you, are you able to sleep? I'm like, I'm not sleeping like I used to, but I adjusted <laughs> in the beginning mm-hmm. and then with time, you know, the sleep came, but, you know, you adjust. Of course. And you adjust for the good of your child. So, I think.
1: And also, on that, you made a point about your life is over and all that. Yeah. You can incorporate your child into the fun that you have as well. Oh, yeah, for example, exactly. I like watching soccer games. Well, mm-hmm. I can incorporate her into watching that with me. We can take, we can go to a, a baseball game or a soccer game. You know, you, you can still enjoy your life and do things that you like. You just incorporate a little person into what you that, do. That, That's all
0: yeah that, that's that thing it, it just seemed like all the stories seem to leave that part out right. you know
1: and also going to the playground and having kid activities they can be a lot of fun yes. you can make them fun you can hang out with the other parents and you can just watching the her happiness makes you happy you know exactly. so you know.
3: like to me every every sunday we do uh i go get bagels and then we sit down and watch soccer every sunday right and then she actually comes and asks me are we going to watch football today that's so, great. Like, that's oh, that's wow. just, you know, not yeah. conditioning her, brainwashing her, but she <laughs> wants to <she laughs> enjoy it, you know? She enjoys and it. And there was one day where where we were we were always watching Premier League or watching, you know, Serie A. And then uh she asked me one day, oh, do the girls play soccer? And I was like, Yeah. So like we looked up ESPN Plus, we found college soccer, and we were watching college soccer. That's so great. this is you know, it's it's just she can do anything she wants to do, you know. Right. But like you said, using your own experiences and using your own l- likes. Oh. I bought a uh you know, the Super Nintendo, Little SNES, they had, like, classic ones that came out maybe five or six years ago. Oh. Like, and I have Super Mario, and it's got Metroid and Mario Kart and stuff on it. So I haven't even opened it yet. I, I bought it purposely for her, so her and I can play, <laughs> you know, okay. the games that I used to play when I was small. So, oh. yeah, just to share her interests, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean.
0: All right, so now that, that brings something. Uh, I think this will be the next question I, I'll go with. So now that you you're a father, what is something that you wish your dad had done differently, that you are now doing on your own with your kid.
2: is a little bit on the serious side, I guess. It's hard to answer this question without seeming like uh, being critical. Um, yeah, I am critical on my side because I,
0: I, I grew up without <coughs> a yeah, and,
2: and, and Likewise. And, and, and no parent is, is perfect. And, and I don't imagine that I ever will be perfect. And mm-hmm. you know, someday my daughter might be on a podcast talking about What I could have done differently. But I think a lot of what I think about when I think about my childhood was the fact that my parents were both working. Mm -hmm. And in Ghana, you know, everyone has a sort of help at home. So a lot of my early years were spent, you know, interacting with house helpers, um, my grandmother, extended family who lived with us um, from time to time. And, you know, in this pandemic situation, especially, I think I really enjoyed all the time I've had you know, you know, working at home, you know, being with my daughter, seeing her develop. And it's been very rewarding. Um, and so I don't know that I, you know, I would not have remembered this stage when I was her age. But I I think, I think uh, it would be a loss that my dad perhaps uh, would not be aware of um, not having had spent as much time in the early days.
3: Uh, for me, I, w- I was very lucky. I think my, you know, my dad had a, had a good upbringing when he was, you know, uh, stability is one thing that he didn't have and that you know he was born in ireland he moved to bristol and bath area in with his with his with well, my my grandparents um and then my granddad uh packed Wait, the family is it, is it bristol England? in the in uk yeah yeah okay. and uh he packed the family up in i think 1965 and was like right you know they had, had had nice house they had two cars in the driveway you know back in the 60s and he packed everyone up and he's like right we're gonna move to america and we're gonna working in in America so like it's it's you know my dad had that stability in that family life and then it was just taken away so they moved to Burbank they traveled across America he says he remembers been in the Toys R Us that was in Times Square in like 1965 so that Toys R Us that was there up until recently I think it's a old navy now but when I moved over here in 2008 I could go to that same Toys R Us that he was there 40 years before that so like that's again that's a cool thing to to me but uh you know so they moved to burbank they lived in burbank he he obviously got to spend a year or two there and play baseball and you know got to enjoy that side of life but you know he moved back to uh ireland then and he had to live with his granny because they didn't have a house anymore didn't have cars anymore so that was something that i think when he grew up he wanted a balance and a stability which he didn't have when he was growing up so to me that was that was something that i i i've been very lucky in that i i don't really have anything poor to say or anything anything that 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 I was deprived of I was it was almost like I'm gonna give my son everything that I didn't have mm-hmm. you know so that's I'm I'm looking okay. in that respect so okay. so there's nothing you, you you're doing different from that no I don't think so again okay. he's a good example you know uh I think you know he he's the most chatty person in the world but he would never think that he was and he, he's, he <laughs> always ch- he always told me, people you know, he, like he, he always told me that like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you're almost, you're so much more confident than I am. You're so much more confident than I am. And I'm I'm not, I'm just leading by the example that he always said. Like he'd always talk to people in restaurants or he'd be talking to, you know, if you're in a doctor's office waiting, he'd always be chit-chatting with people. And that's what I tried to bring as well. You know, I, I, you know, we'll probably get to this later, but for now, like my philosophy is, it's two things in life is one, be kind to people and don't take shit. Mm well that's that's it's a civil well, way but that's going to treat my daughter as well so
0: mark has t- talked a lot more on, on about his dad and his uh, grandfather um in his episode like episode uh, which is episode 57 where he covered a lot of that and um one thing i say about this question is it's not always about just the negatives and you know it, it can be both negative and positive but you can still be doing something different from
1: mm-hmm.
0: what uh, your your father in your father's with your relationship with your father you can do something different from that
3: yeah like I, I you know i think i think like my grandfather's philosophy was probably like you know listen once you get to you know you're on your own figure it out yourself mm. whereas my dad was like he didn't have that support so he's like i'm not gonna let my son not have that support so again it's probably a generation back question but yeah you know okay again it's an evolution i think we're always trying to get better so yeah
0: so that's another
3: yeah. way of looking at that <clears throat> question too yeah see i'm learning too <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I grew up without a father, mm. so I would think that just being present <laughs> for my daughter's yeah. uh, childhood right there off the bat is much different. Um, I got to meet him a l- bit later in life, and um, he was a great guy, and I wish that he had been around much earlier, but um, you know that's just the way the, the ball bounces sometimes. Mm. And I had a, a strong uh, mother figure in my life who acted as both mother and father. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's the only thing I can say is that I didn't really get any anything from my father because he wasn't around. Yeah. So that's, I, I wish that I had gotten you know advice or even the example of being a father from him. Mm. But I think the greatest example is that I'm present and I'm here and I'm a father.
0: Yeah. You know? So uh, there's the, some similarities between yours, uh, between you and me and where, where it differs is that i never got to meet mine and i found out like a year later a year after his death that he had died because someone decided to keep that away from me wow. so that's tough <laughs> so yeah but um, uh, i i had always because for a period in time i always said i didn't want to have kids i wasn't interested in i was like i'm not gonna repeat that cycle because i had I don't know if it's confirmed, but I'd heard a story, there's a version that said my biological father, or the person who they claim is my biological father, um, he was also like my situation where he grew up without a father, he wasn't claimed by his dad. So I'd said, if I ever had a child or children, I wouldn't put them in that situation. And then later I said, I don't even wanna have kids. It doesn't make, I'm I'm not down with it. And then I met somebody who, I felt comfortable enough to go on that path with, but the moment I decided I'm going on this path, I said, even I have even told very multiple times that like, if for any reason we go separate ways, which I'm not against, you go into relationship, relationships can end. My relationship with my daughter is not supposed to end. It will be there. I respect her space. She can be a solo, uh, a lone ranger, like or a lone wolf. Like I, I tend to have lone wolf tendencies sometimes. So if she has that and she wants to go out and do her own thing, she's fine. But I'll always be present. I'll be a presence in her life. And that's one thing I've been able to give her. And I was happy with, uh, uh, that's why it was a lot easier for me to be a stay-at-home dad and pull back and say, yes. Um, Even though I fought against the stigma, I fought against, uh, it it created a mental issue for me because you, you don't grow up with something like that. You're not used to. Men being a stay-at-home dad, it's Mm -hmm. something that's like, what's wrong with him? Why can't he, you know, go, go make the money, bring money, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, but I've had other men who come from backgrounds similar to mine talk to me and they have great careers going on, you know, great professionals. And they're like, man, I wish we could trade because. I, I don't get to see my daughter I leave the house like six a.m. You know, I work in a big bank, I work in a big financial firm, and I don't come back until she's fast asleep. So I'm not there. I don't see my child growing up. And before I know it, my child is four years old. Before I know it, my child is six years old. And when one of them said that to me, you know, that 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 was like a big moment to me <clears throat> because. I, I never looked at it that way. I never thought about it that way. So I didn't realize that just for the fact that I'm there for her, take her to the playground, even if I go to volunteer, sometimes I take her with me to go volunteer. Just little things like that was already um, doing something different from mm-hmm. what I had because I didn't have uh, a father, so I didn't know what f- So, you know, that was another reason why I was afraid of like, you know, going into this um, journey, taking this journey, because, you know, you don't have a good, technically you don't have a good, um, you have the good example. And the uncles who were technically my closest heart to a father, you know, in acts of desperation, like, okay, I'm going to, this is the person I'm going to go with. there were certain things that you overlooked. And then the older you get, you start looking and you're like, yeah, I I don't want to be this type of person. This is not the type of person I would like to be Mm. to my kids because I'm realizing how I was treated different from their own kids. And I'm like, yeah, if tomorrow I have to have um, a child who I'm the ward of, or I I decide to adopt a child, will I treat that child different from the way I treat Clara? No, if you're under my roof, I'll treat you all the same. So it's something that I do. You know, I've had to come to that uh, realization and um, own it and say, this is how I'm going to be going forward. And for anyone listening who has um, had an unfortunate um, past where you didn't have a father and, you know, maybe you're feeling like, oh, man, I don't think I can do this. I'm I'm like, that shouldn't define you. That shouldn't make it feel like uh, you can take this step forward. Some of us are lucky to have experienced uh, our dads uh, early in life. Some of us um, are lucky to have met them later on and had a good reunion. I know people who met theirs later on and it's like the reunion are still like war. Like, oh, I wish I never met you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I always, sometimes I ask myself that question. Like, okay, What if I met mine t- before he died and he was, you know, he came at me in a different way and he's like we need, this is how you need to be and i'm like but i'm ready i have my own opinions i have my own way of doing things would i just throw it out the window and say okay because i just want the relationship with you no i would have because by then i was already like no i knew the word no existed <laughs> so i started using it so um i don't regret not knowing my dad it wasn't my of my doing i didn't have anything to do with that so but I'm glad that I'm able to give my daughter as much time as possible, and um, although sometimes it hurts when she says, "I don't want to watch football," <laughs> yeah, put catch put, 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 put some uh, put Miles Morales. I'm oh like, God, Damn, <laughs> I was trying to watch this game, you know, but. Uh, if that's what she wants. That's what she
1: gets. It's so hard to watch. Just a full ninety-minute game now.
0: <laughs> it's boring to them. Like, what is this? <laughs> a bunch of people just running around kicking one ball.
3: <laughs> not for me, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're
2: lucky. You, you got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the,
0: the phase will come. It will come. I, 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 I don't think I'm not i am not going to be optimistic on that to anybody's kids anymore. I stop because <laughs> when, when mine was what, when she, when she was about four, five, six months, she was cheering every time we watch soccer together. She sitting, we go to bars. Yeah, she goes, and then yeah, all of a sudden, uh, then
1: TikTok <laughs> becomes the thing, and then YouTube, she, and then she's like
0: uh, Baby Shark. I'm like, how do you even know Baby Shark? Mm. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Mm. Uh-uh. She's so like, uh I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch soccer today. I'm like, I never use the word soccer around you. You find it out. I don't want to watch soccer today. I want to watch something else. I'm like, ah, man, this is boring. Nah, but nah, but yeah, with, with that, I'm like, yeah, I, I, because the household I grew up in, as a kid, I couldn't say, nobody going to watch soccer today. We want to, throw this kid out. <laughs> <laughs> you got no vote. <laughs> There's no vote. Go, go, go outside. Go, get out. Get out here. What do you mean you want to watch cartoon? like, man, who, who, who are you again? Who, who, who? Hmm. What do what you pay for in this house? <laughs> You have no vote.
3: (laughs) Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, uh, that was a little heavy, but, you know, we still continue. It's the beauty of fatherhood. Not everything is just going to be um, cheerful and going to be just uh, colorful. There's days where you're going to be down and there's days where you're going to be high. And, you know, it's not an easy journey. That's the point I'm trying to make. And, you know, I don't want people to just, because there are some people who oversimplify it. And there was a day I was talking to one of my neighbors. He's also, uh, my neighbor, who's a dad. Um, his kid is about three, four years older than Clara. And um, he, I, I told him that um, I can empathize with people who who are overwhelmed when they have a kid and they go drop their kid at like um a hospital or a um, fire station and run away. You know, we always, we've all heard stories about that. And way earlier in my life, I used to be like, man, fuck these people. <laughs> like, and, you know, they, should, they should be arrested, they should be dealt with. You know, at one point in time, I was that person. I used to be that person. But even before I had Clara, I was beginning to make that change. And after um, Clara came into our lives, I began to understand how people are not really prepared for parenting. And when the overwhelmness comes, you don't know how to react. Your brain can just, you know, because there's mental issues also in there. And what are you going to do? There are people who just, I don't want this baby to die. so what i just go drop it where i think the baby will get sustenance or something and because if, if, if you've ever seen some of the stories of uh families that uh where the child found the parent later on in life you just see that, that most of them is just an apology that's coming from the parent and some don't know how to even vocalize it like there was something wrong with me at that stage of my life mm-hmm. and i'm like that's not the type of person you just want to pick up and throw in prison if the person had a drug habit that person can't be taking care of a baby at that point in time. They know this is not the right thing. It should be, I, I can't, I can't. And, but we don't have that with, it's like we don't, it's like you must have the baby, deal with the baby and that kind of thing. So I think that's one thing that also changed in me too, but that, uh, that I have, I have owned as being a dad that I'm, you know, like, like some people get mad when I say that, like what, you, you empathize with people who, Dump their babies. I'm like they're not. They're not really dumping up. It. It's not like they took baby and threw the baby in the river. Yeah. But I can understand what can drive people. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm encouraging it, but I can understand because you know, until we create a system where it is, yeah, it, we can accept. We can the people have that. Um. Uh, what the what was what is, it, what, what is the word I'm looking for? like you, you can. It's easier for you to like say I'm drowning in this, mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal with this. And then the system that, like, okay, we can take, we can take this off your hands until you feel better and then yeah, come back. Some kind
2: of social support. For yeah. Social parents. support. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's a big thing that changed in me. Otherwise I probably would have been like, get them, <laughs> lock them up kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, that was me. So I don't know if anybody yeah. has anything to add to that from, um,
2: yeah, I, I mean, it can it, you know on the social support and, and getting overwhelmed I think you know to your point it's it's often more complicated than somebody just being cruel-hearted mm. um, it can actually be an act of kindness sometimes you know if you know I'm not the right person to be raising a, a child you know whether or not you're correct I, in that moment I, I believe the majority of these people feel that they are not the best person to take care of the job and that maybe somebody else could do a better job um, yeah and I, I you know on the social support you know over the last year i've just realized how isolating it can be sometimes to be a parent yeah. um you know a lot of the struggle is private it's internal within the family you know the lack of sleep the the need for for external help how expensive that can be sometimes oh, yeah. um, balancing that with your you know you know just maintaining your your obligations to other people in your life your friends you know to yourself to your partner in terms of intimacy um it's it's just a, it's a tough time it's a tough time uh-huh. But it's still more fun than it is tough. Oh yeah. But it can be tough. Oh yeah.
3: Anyone getting to add? I, I think I, I think when you like you say, you become a father, your opinions on certain things change from what they were before you had a child, you know. So like you said, empathy, you know, understanding, um trying to to. Offer support to people, like you know, and, and and I think like this, like been having conversations and and difficult conversations or or conversations make people think, mm. you know. Like you said, some things aren't as as simple as black and white. You
0: yeah. Know? So yeah. So as part of the conversations, have you ever had a moment where you felt you weren't good enough as a dad? You know, you. you 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 start judging yourself in a in in a negative light and how do you come out of that moment i mean
1: i can answer this easily because it's almost every day (laughs) every day that i'm a father i question whether i'm making the right decisions for for my daughter and i know like we've talked before i don't think uh i'm perfect as a father i don't think there's such a thing but um Yeah, often, often I'm questioning whether or not I'm making the right decisions. Am I doing the right thing for her? How do you get out of that? A a deep breath, seeing your your daughter, seeing your child and how happy they are, how gleeful they are, the progress they've made. I think my daughter is older than your guys, so I've done it a bit longer, but um, she's rounding out into this really wonderful little person Um, who's empathetic and, and kind to people and sweet and happy that's what pulls you out of uh, a dark place sometimes because like I said it can be really really difficult at times to just to balance out whether or not you're doing the right thing yeah it's it's not easy
2: sometimes yeah for me uh it's it's been a it's been interesting to think of, of the last year um at this and and I'm I don't feel confident yet um entirely as a father I think I go between two extremes of on the one hand, when my daughter was just born, my mind could only go towards the the worst case scenarios. You know, yeah. oh, daughter is going out for a walk. What about cars on the street? What about you know this or that or a wild dog or something? You know, thinking of you know being hyper care you know uh, protective. Yes. Which I think maybe is hormonal, <laughs> maybe it's instinctual, maybe it's necessary. It's um, all of it. Yeah. But on the other hand, sometimes I, f- I, f- I reflect on on a day I've had or you know. With my daughter and thinking to myself, "Am I putting too much pressure on this on this child you know mm. I think if there's one thing I need to correct for as she grows up is to encourage her to be the best expression of who she is, but then to not hold a very uh, a very high standard to her you know and I think that part of my upbringing was was one was one that was very strict Academ- academia was you know yeah. I often felt like I, if I did well in school, then I'd have the approval of my parents um you know it was drilled into my head that that was the most important thing in life my duty was to get Good grades in school, it's and I I can see the benefits in my life, and I can see the downsides from an emotional standpoint. And I think uh, I I see those tendencies in myself, you know. Already thinking my ta- thinking, of, you know, on our way here, I asked Mark if his if when his daughter started walking, and I reflected on it a few seconds later, think to myself like, why am I already having this expectation of when my daughter should start walking? Mm-hmm. You know, I should relax a bit about these things and yeah. and realize that you know, they're they're you know just you know tend to the garden, let 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 her grow rather than. Uh, you know, try to force some outcomes that I think are good.
3: Yeah, I think, I think, you know, to me, it's like things happen when they're ready, you know, and and I think that's a good point you said about, oh, well, you know, she's not walking by or she's not, you know, walking by 13 months. So is there a problem? Is there is there something with her development? Or is she not talking by a certain amount of time? Oh, God, is there something wrong with this? But, Mm you know, you know, maybe you can put more light on it, but they'll do it when they're ready, you know, in a lot of cases. And, and, you know, like I'm trying to be You know, and I was thinking about what you said there as well about how when you're like anxious, you're like, oh God, when they're getting, you know, when they're going for a walk or whatever, like with me, you know, she has a scooter, she rockets up and down on that scooter, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but I always told her, like, when we get to the corner, we stop and we hold hands. Always. So, and sometimes I'll be going to walk before the light is is green or before like the little man pops up and she'll be like, Daddy, you have to stop. We Mm -hmm. have to wait, you know? So, you know, and then when she's riding her scooter, she knows to stop well before the corner and she stops well before the corner. So I think it's just, you know, you tell them what your expectation is and then you make sure that they hold to that, you know? And and again, like you say, it's sometimes it's not easy. I don't, negotiating with a three-year-old, like if you can negotiate with a three-year-old, you can negotiate because they, they don't know, they don't understand nowhere. They don't understand, like it's, it's. I spoke to one of the guys in work and he's like, you know, high up guy and he negotiates with builders all the time. And he's like, if you can negotiate with a three-year-old, you can negotiate with anyone you know mm-hmm. it's uh, that, cuz they don't understand no that yeah, all, they want their ice cream uh, or they so want their, their lollipop and they're not going to not take no for an answer so it's they just keep coming back mm-hmm. yeah well, so. that's the
0: first union protest you face in your life <laughs> if you want to be in management there you
1: go luckily they have really short-term memories that's so if good. you have like a little red <laughs> button they yeah. like focus on that <laughs> and yeah. then it's over with <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i had the expectation we're talking about that is um with reading yeah, that was something I was, was going to bring that up. Yeah, that really, really stressed me out for the last year or so. And her being behind in her reading and being not being able to, you know, pronounce just very simple words like stop and things like this. And it would make me so anxious and so nervous to see, like, other children in her class already reading, like, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she couldn't even read, like, you know, Go Spot Go or whatever, you know. But luckily this year through the pandemic, her her mother has had way more time to you know pay attention to her teaching and her education and she's skyrocketed so just like you guys said it's everything happens in it's due time yes it's we have our expectations on them and all these type of things but you you really do need to sit back let them be who they are and then they will get there in their own time mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's at six years old, that they're reading Harry Potter, or at eight when they're reading William Shakespeare, they will get
0: there. Yeah. You know? uh, funny thing, I was uh, what twelve when I read my first Shakespeare. No, uh, first um, Sherlock Holmes, and that's what got <laughs> me into reading novels. I never, I never cared about reading those, and then I was like, this book doesn't have pictures in it. You know, I, I was told, go read it. Make sure you, you read everything. Then we're gonna ask you questions after that. and I know. Like, oh, I read. I read it twice. Nice. It's like, oh, so <laughs> nice. interesting. I thought, I thought I won't be able to read a book without pictures. And, <laughs> you know, I had fun. But um, that that wasn't an example of reading at your own pace or at your own time. But that's just a fun memory that came up. But um, f- for me, I, I think that's one thing that I kind of grasped early the learning uh, process. Like um, the, my daughter would figure things out on her own or at her own pace. Um, because I'd been around people who it seemed like a competition and like, Oh, my kid is almost two years old. And some were not saying it for the, to brag per se, but you start getting that vibe in the room. Like this person says, Oh, my kid is doing this already at two. This one, my kid is doing this at three. And it felt like you know, all eyes turned to me. And I'm like, um, oh, oh, no, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I got to find something to say too, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, my kid knows. Um, she can walk. into the Spider Verse, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, does your kid know that? No, she knows. She can't even follow the Spider Man. So, something like that. <laughs> but you know, but uh, there were times where I, I find myself like pushing her, and I asked myself, who am I doing it for? Am I doing it for myself? Am I doing it for her benefit, or am I doing it to impress others? And every time I ask that, it's Kind of, it's kind of one of the ways I deal with when that negative feeling comes up that like I'm not doing good enough as a dad. It feels like, oh, well, you know, this other person who's a stay at home dad or stay at home mom, they've taught their kids like four languages or this and that. I'm like, fine, well, I don't know what their teaching process is. But well, I know that my daughter before, just around when she was two, she could sing um, Whiz Kids Juro from Big beginning to end, and, I'm there, and I'm like, I don't even know that song. But she would mm-hmm. be there singing Juro, Juro, dancing and singing. And then she would sing Spice Girls, if you want to be. And I'm like, OK. And then now, yesterday, I played that song. She was staring, looking at me like, what the hell is this? Mm. Like, OK. Now she's, they forget. It, it's gone. <laughs> she's moved on to something else. But just from there, her vocabulary was, changing and she was picking up words and then now she's all about into the spider verse. She can quote almost all the lines and she's just like, Hi, I'm Peter Parker and, I'm, and she just start <laughs> telling her and then oh, you're Peter Parker, this is Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, you know, like okay. But that is also learning because her yeah. vocabulary. But if all the learning is limited to only just books, you must only read through books, you must learn through books. I'm like, yeah, but there's so many ways you can teach in Finland. Way before I even about becoming a parent i posted this on my facebook a long time ago and thanks to facebook memories i re- i realized that um in Finland they don't even teach kids um they don't test kids i think they, they just let them play in their kindergarten in their preschool i think up to the age of five six or uh, seven something like that but it's like fun fun and within that the only thing they introduce them to is music and different sounds, and then they see what instrument the kid's gonna pick up and just start having fun with. But it's not like you got to turn into a prodigy or something, but it's just like, whatever you like, have fun with it, go with it. And it's part of a learning process, which they've done experiments on, they've figured out um, that the, it's also, the brain is wired in a certain way, like the kids who learn a certain music instrument, are they able to pick up languages and certain skill sets. And I'm like, that's also learning. Well, I posted that article long, long time ago, like, and yeah. people were like, are you going to have kids? I'm like, for what? I've just posted it. I found this interesting. I shared it. But, you know, so when uh, my daughter was born and, you know, the, and any, any night where I woke up, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's leave the bedroom. I'll go to the living room and turn up music. And I'll be like, okay, well, not like, you know, I put on, like, Afro beats. I can put up, uh, not what you call Afro beats. I'm talking of the classic, the real Afrobeat put on um, classic whatever i felt like i just put whatever and with time she started like you know sometimes she just you see her head moving and then the older she got she was just you know and picking her own thing but she's learning too and now she has her own dance moves that she got going on which is good because i don't want her dancing like me because they're gonna be like you're too old so, you, know, <laughs> you, you dance like an old man kind of thing so, but yeah all, all that helped to Calm my nerves and you know, calm me mentally. Um, every time I felt like I was that that failure, that thought of failure started creeping into mm-hmm. me. Because it always it's always there. It's always there, like Cesar said. It's like a daily thing. And the, the I think all it needs is just for you to allow it last longer than a minute. And then it starts to spread into, oh, but you didn't give her food at 12. No, twelve o'clock exactly. Twelve o'clock. You waited till twelve ten. That's a bad bad fatherhood. I mean, you, maybe maybe you act like your dad. Maybe your dad did that, and you're like, <coughs> wait, but what? What? Then you stop there, and then you start letting your mind play with you, and then before you know it, you're opening up different portals into who knows where. And then, you, you know, but you don't need to go that far. You know what you're doing. There are gonna be days where you make one mistake. Like first time I took Clara out on my own, I misjudged the weather. I didn't put on enough. Coats and I was, well, we are already on the train. We we're going actually to Harlem, and I was like, Man, this is yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone on this train is looking at me. This is a terrible father, he is terrible. Look at his child, not properly wrapped. That's all. i was, who like, who, Who's who? who Somebody's gonna say that to me. I was just, Oh man, this is bad. This is bad. I I let him take off my jacket and wrap her, and you know, and all that. she's She's gonna be three now, she made it.
1: just keep them alive every day and do it it. again (laughs) you know
0: so i was yeah so i think that negative thing is always there but you just have to remember that uh it it shouldn't own you Mm. it shouldn't determine who you are and what kind of dad you're going to be to your kid you know because you always get great memories and great experiences with your child and, you know, and they, they are little people. They do their own thing. They're going, yes, they have some of me in them, they have some of their mother in them, and they're still going to have, they have some of their grandparents and their others, but they are, I'm, my daughter does her own thing and, you know, like, yesterday she tickled me on my stomach and that, mm-hmm. that, I'm, I'm very ticklish there, mm. and then today I tried to tickle her, but she said, that's not nice. <laughs> so yeah well okay, i can't i have to come up with something now all right i respect you for that all right okay we know the boundaries and i, I let I set my boundaries too so i respect that
3: i think it's, it's yeah. i'm sorry go sorry no go, go ahead. no okay. i was gonna
1: say i think it's interesting okay. the in this uh i think for our the generation before us and maybe two generations before us at least in america the kind of um ideal of a father was that they were kind of like Blase, kind of not as Mm hands-on as maybe we're talking about being right now. But in this generation, we're more like involved. So we have the idea of like, maybe we're not doing this right. Maybe I'm screwing her up. I think the generations before us, they were more like, that's woman's work. Let them do it. But here we are for men talking about being very hands-on with our kids. And I think that's a great evolution that's happened not only for men but also for fatherhood and for our children yes. that i hope that they see that example and then keep it going moving forward you know
3: mm-hmm. you, i i always use an example of right let's say you know you look at when if there's photographs when you were born okay and if your grandparents were, were there you know you, mm-hmm. you look at our grandparents um and they seemed old like let's say they were yeah. in their 60s and you know they looked like little old ladies you know whereas you know i look at my mom who's well, I'm not going to say how old she is, but she's like, she, she, she's had like, you know, she, she, she doesn't look like, you know, the, like if you compare the the two photographs of the different generations, it just like, it looks like there's 20 years in difference between the them, right. you know? So, and I think that comes back to the world getting smaller with the internet and yeah. been able to look up things and, you know, you think back at their generation where, you know, uh, like in Ireland, for example, right? So, <clears throat> like if you're sick in Ireland and you're just upset stomach or something, the old wives' tale was that, okay, I'll put on some 7-Up or some Sprite. I'll just leave it, wait till it goes flat. And then when it goes flat, then I'll give it to you and that will make you feel better. You know? Oh, okay. just, or like yeah, that, these like old wives' tales. That's a little bit, a a little a past, bit different you know? f- from the 7-Up <coughs> tale that yeah. I know. <laughs> but like these these things are passed down and, and versus now, like I'll just go on the computer and I'll see, oh, the best thing for an upset stomach is... is, is lemon juice whatever i don't know but, right. but but it's it's everything's at our fingertips now as opposed to before where they're just trying to figure out you know talk you're talking to another parent you meet player. playground hey, what do you do, oh, I do this. Oh, okay and then you try it and then yeah. that gets passed down generation but like you said like i remember having a joke with one of the guys i used to work with a couple of years ago and his you know he had two girls and he was just having a, a boy and he had said that he uh when his son was born he was going to call him boy <laughs> and he was going to, and he was like come in here boy and and he's going to be a stern father and oh dad I got second place in the, oh second place oh not first yeah you're the no, first like, loser just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah oh god but, just, like, but he, was only, he was only joking around but like you, you do think of that those stern you know I think of a story like you know when, when you think of people that were in say the Korea War for example you know and, and these things that they live with and they get home from work and oh dad dad do you want to play with me and then the mother is always like no 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 let him just let him do is you know he got home from work he's been working all day rather than now well, i can't wait to see my daughter when i come home she right. runs up and gives me a big hug and and you know we go for a walk around the block or a scooter or go to the playground and it was only half an hour 40 minutes it still makes that's i look forward to that every day yeah you yeah. know so
2: you know i learned the hard way not to google too much though I have yeah to say. i was yeah. gonna bring you that know. up <laughs> <laughs> um, my, do- my daughter loves to like tap tap the the table well that's a sign of autism Mm-hmm. Like everything uh, on the internet is a sign of some, uh-huh. something. Yeah. Oh, I have
3: a know? cold. Oh, you have cancer. concert. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I still do that. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> All right, I think it's a good point to take a quick break. And we shall return back shortly with more fun stuff about being a dad. Hi, everyone. Your host, Raphael Harry here. I can't believe we have gone Past our one-year anniversary of doing white label american i've had the privilege of speaking with some amazing people sharing their modern day immigrant stories and you've allowed this nigerian immigrant to share parts of his immigrant journey through this podcast also one of my goals of this podcast is breaking down artificial walls that keep people from getting to understand each other. Based on your wonderful feedback over the last year, I think we have done a decent job in breaking down some of those walls. We would like to continue and expand on this mission, but we need your help. I've had an amazing time creating and producing episodes for this show largely on my own. We have a lot of ideas for new and exciting content to expand upon the mission, but we need direct support from you, our listener, which is why we have created a White Label American Patreon page where you can make a one-time donation or become a sustaining contributor where you can get access to exclusive content, help me interview upcoming guests by submitting questions, and even have the chance to sit down with me for a one-on-one conversation either virtually or in studio so if this podcast means something to you and if you really love this show think about becoming a sustaining contributor and donating by going to patreon.com white label american pod Thanks for listening and for the privilege of your company. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. So now let me see. Well, this question might not be fair to Rodney because your kid is um, a year old. So there's stuff which you're already noticing by now. So yeah, yeah, you should still be able to answer this question. All right. So, uh... What's the coolest thing
2: about your kids? I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I think her love of music seems clear already. Um, when she was just a few months old, that was the only thing that would get her to, you know, stop crying. Um, even now, she, she, you know, she rocks a little bit to also to music. So, um,
0: is there a particular one that she reacts to?
2: You know, anything with a good beat. Okay. Um, and I told my wife, you know, in, in Ghana, if you don't know how to dance, everyone laughs at you. Every party requires you to dance. Um, so, you know, that's that's one thing I can't wait. You know, when she's walking and, you know, moving around, it would be fun to da- have dance parties. Um, but she seems to, to groove to music, which which I think is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's one way I was, you know, I used to have that. Uh, it's a joke, but... Uh... Yeah, I should be like, uh, if I have a child and the child ain't down with music, I'm gonna be like DNA test. You know, We're going to Maury. We're going to Maury. That's the only reason why I would go to Like, uh, I have a child, my child don't, don't dance music. That why yeah, yes, that's why I'm here. mori We're <laughs> we'll going to Maury show. Like that that's my only reason for coming here. Don't this child it can't be my family. Everybody likes music. It's <laughs>
1: <That's> funny. <laughs> oh. Uh, right, anybody, uh well who wanna
0: go next. No.
1: I mean, I th- I, my daughter has a great sense of humor. I think she's uh, jovial, is a good way to put it. She's very happy. Uh, it can be a little problematic. She likes um, playing pranks on people and playing pranks on her father.
0: Well, um, I wonder where often, she got it from. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: wonder. I wonder, too. Has anyone met Cesar? <laughs> hmm.
0: mm-hmm. She's just
1: really If ha- She's happy. She's just happy. Uh, y- you know, she takes things in stride. What's a good way? I'm trying to find an example. You know, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I like we be, before the pandemic, we used to go to all these local shows and like little gyms here in Brooklyn, and
0: you gotta she, take me to one of those.
1: Yeah, I definitely have to. Once, once everything starts again, um, she loves seeing all the colors and the, and the people doing all the flips and the and the and the women with their, you know, colorful costumes and I, it's. She's just a really happy kid who notices things. And doesn't see the the bad side of things. Mm. Is it because she's seven? It's possible. No. Is it because she's had a good upbringing? I hope so. <laughs> um, and you know that's that's the coolest thing about her. She's just a really happy, jovial kid.
3: yeah, same with me. like I think she's she's very friendly and she's very confident and she she'll be in the playground and uh, she'll run up to kids, hi, what's your name and And she'll want to talk to them and then she'll make friends with them and then she won't see them. And then six months later, she'll be like, oh, there's Milo. And then yeah. she'll remember Milo and want to go and play with Milo. And that's, you know, I think, you know, she she's, yeah, just a friendly little kid. And, and like you said, she's happy and, and, you know, you kind of touched on something earlier that I want to talk about is that, you know, about um, teaching, like, about tic- tic- your daughter tickling you mm-hmm. and about how, you know, you want to teach them that it's their own body and you know you don't have to give anyone a hug if you don't want to, or if granny's leaving oh give granny a kiss, give granny a kiss and no, I don't wanna give granny a kiss like you don't teach that in them to to know that it's their own body and they don't have to do what other people want them to do, and especially the three of us have girls you know I want to teach her when she gets a bit bigger yeah, girl I sorry for excuse me roughly. Yeah, you're you're sorry host excuse me your <laughs> <Baker laughs> pardon, you know <laughs> we're the talent here come on now <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh it was uh, uh no, no, like, like I want her, when she gets bigger, I want to teach her, you know, ballet. I want to teach her soccer, but I also want to teach her judo or boxing or something so mm-hmm. that she's able to, you know, and be confident and know that that there's going to be people that are going to try and manipulate her or go, yeah. going to try to to, you know, and but have that bit of sense of humor and that you know I'd use that line on everyone like that that kind of banter back and forth a, a quick wit is something that I want her to have because mm-hmm. and again not to take everything at face value that. Some seems too going to be true, it normally is. And and but again, it's your own but body. I, I, I have a feeling
0: you know. that your daughter will be I think she,
3: she she she's on her way there. You met her yesterday.
0: You know? I met her yesterday. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah she she was that yeah. was one of the first things she asked me what's your name? I was like, you we've met before I I I don't think the first time she met me, she asked me what's your what's your name. Yeah. But yesterday she asked me what's your name. I was like, all right. Yeah we we yeah I see you more lively now. But she was, she's always been lively. But the fun fun thing is that when I met Cesar's daughter for the first time I said, Hala Madrid, and she responded, Hala Madrid. I give the iPhone. I almost <laughs> disowned her. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> the betrayal. <Yeah. laughs> She's learned.
3: Oh, man. Has <laughs> <laughs> she chosen the team?
0: Uh, she, she uh, my, my team. She was forced into Valencia.
1: And it's funny because she, I went there in 2019 and I bought. Um, a jersey, you know, and things like this. And she's like, How come you didn't buy me one? And I'm like, Because you never watch with me, you're a la Madriding people.
0: Like, you know? <laughs> I, I could have got a Madrid jersey, but nah, nah, that, that's one thing I didn't uh, try to force on Clara, though. Like, I'm like, uh, We will mostly watch Bundesliga since yeah. Dortmund is the biggest team in our area, but uh, Munster has a team too. But I don't know Munster I have a Munster jersey, though, oh, which my in laws got for me. I wouldn't have for pay. Pay myself <laughs> but I like newstar's team for what they represent you know they're, they're like one of the most active teams against racism in uh oh, the whole cool. of Europe actually so um so I'm like yeah when she gets older I will let her know about that but um yeah for me it looks good on me
1: anyway.
0: <laughs> so, I keep that <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh um yeah the, the, the when it comes to ownership of body I think that's one another thing that I enjoy in that Clara is able to say no, I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, mm. that, 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 th- there are times where it's like, how old are you? And then there are times where I'm like, you know what? I'm proud of you. Mm. You're able to vocalize this now and say, I don't like this. Don't do this. And at the same time, she's the, the person who she's at playground. She sees the kids fall down. She's like, are you okay? Mm. Are you okay? And okay, let's get back to playing. <laughs> she right. Goes, That's why you say, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Like she's the person who at home. She trips over. She, she like kicks me, and then she's gonna be like, "I'm okay." I'm like, I, I, "Do I not get you a, kicked I'm, me?" I'm like, "I don't get the same treatment like other kids." Who you know? I, I don't know. I, I, that's the one I need to like find a way to let her know that it's. Uh, you gotta ask me if I'm okay too. You know. It, it, except if, if when I fart, then that's when I get. It. Am I? Okay? Are you okay? I'm like, oh, that that's the time I get the question mm-hmm. of I'm, if I'm okay. <laughs> that's the only time. <laughs> yeah. That's why you care about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, 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 they're good trolls, though. They're good trolls. They're they not a troll. So, uh, that's why I'm not too worried about the, the quick wits because I, I think they already have it. They're, they're, it's like they, they pick it in their own way and then it just evolves. And they, then, before you know it, they're going to hit you with it and you go be like, man, how old is this? You know what? You're lucky you might because I, I would just be like, move into the neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, it's one of the most beautiful things about them. So, um, when it comes to, I always ask about food, and we, you guys have, um, um, Rodney, you've mentioned music, and well, not everybody has mentioned music. But I know where Sizzar is gonna go with music because uh, I can. Cesar is like, now nah, nah, I've, I've known Cesar for like a long time for a, for a good reason. But okay, well let's do music first, just because since Rodney has already mentioned music. Um, when it comes to music, is there a song that you sing with your with your child? That, you know that defines you and your child, or is there like a song that's like you two for
3: both of you, or you know? Um. There's a, there's a good few songs that she always likes to listen to um, yeah but for the, the, when it comes to the two of you together
0: you have a song that like if she's singing and she's like sing with me what's that
3: song that you can sing with her she likes Light It Up by major laser
0: oh man she, that, so that's 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 a yeah that's you're going big yeah going so big. uh big
3: that, that's you know we just we, we we just we sing light it up to each other oh, all right and then uh we like do like a little dance party in the living room i'm trying to picture Mark but, dancing yeah it's I, not man. pretty it's uh, <laughs> but, but, but my wife will always uh sw- sweet child of mine okay. and she always sing it to her before she goes to bed right. and it's uh I know it's like a Guns and Roses and rock and roll, but when you actually stop and listen to the lyrics in it, it's really, really beautiful. Oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, if you can find the, an acoustic version of it, you just play it. It's, it's you, just, you just made Caesar happy, by <laughs> That's <laughs> his universe. <You> just <laughs> <work>. is it <laughs> okay? Well, welcome to Caesar versus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know
1: it's. Uh, I definitely have an eclectic taste in music. Uh, I've tried to pass some of it on, but I know that it's not. Uh, probably appropriate for her, but we do rock out to Megadeth,
0: <laughs>
1: some I was waiting for that. Slayer, you know, things like that. And her mother probably doesn't like it as much. You know, she, my my daughter is seven now, going on eight, so there she's now has her own taste in music, and it's not something that I have on my phone or iPad, but she watches TikTok with her friends. Some of her friends have like cell phones already, mm-hmm. which I'm yeah, totally I, against, by the way. Um, she, so she, she's will be somewhere and she'd be like, "I heard that song on TikTok," or like, "I know that song," and she'll start singing it. Like she, she knows more about contemporary pop music than I do. They
0: do. Mm-hmm.
1: It's crazy how much she knows and how they. She can she knows the words. (laughs) She knows the words. She knows all these dance steps. She's like, watch this. And she'll start moving and doing all the dances.
0: That's how you know we that's how "How?" we know we are old.
1: I know. I feel really old. And I'm like, what about um Guns N' Roses or Megadeth or you know Metallica? She'll be like, Ah, that's your dad music. I'm like, What? (laughs) What's wrong with you, child? Oh, so. Rodney coming It's, 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 it's inevitable I Right Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when, I, when she was younger I used to uh, do the feedings Especially when she was around one One and a half okay. years old And I used to play Van Halen okay. And Frank Sinatra And Elvis Neil Diamond Billy Joel Like just fun music That I could like mm. Sing to and sing to her, so she kind of has a recollection of like songs like "Jump" and I jump, you know. So mm-hmm. I think she remembers the jumping more than anything. <laughs> Things like that, you know. It was a fun memories for me, I mm-hmm. think, and, and uh, watching her giggle and, you know.
0: Yeah, music is a great uh, fun thing, and uh, to do with uh, Clara, and uh, it's it's amazing how much stuff comes out from just a shared moment with her. And uh, was it? Uh, I think it was a few months, about two, three months ago. I don't know what was going on. And I was just like, you know what? We never were able to watch Black is King together. It just seemed like she wanted to do something else when we were watching it. So it was just myself and Verena who watched it. So I was like, let me try again and see if she would like to watch she, For some reason, she was attentive this time. She's like, what is this? What is this? And she, as soon as i she's like responding. I see her doing her she goes, I want, I, want, I want to dance. she goes, oh, you don't have to tell me you want to dance. You can go dance. <laughs> and she's dancing. And then I was like, okay, so you responded to some songs. I noticed the songs that she responded to. So I was like, all right. Uh, my Power, which was interesting. Uh, that, that was like the main song she responded to. So I played that song like maybe 10 times that day. And she was like, my power. I so that song. Came, she's doing her dance. And she, <laughs> she has this dance while she does. And it's like, and she has a very serious face when she's doing it. I'm like. I, I can't. I, I've never seen Beyonce dance like that, so I can't tell. If it's, are you? Or is this your official entry into the Beehive? or, <laughs> I can't tell about that. But she, she just, and she just be there. Play the game. Oh, yes, man. <laughs> play the game. <laughs> okay, boss. <laughs> play the game, and then um, one night, uh, I don't even know why I didn't. Because like um, before. We go to before she goes to bed. I put on a movie, you know, do family time, watch one movie. And instead of a movie, I played Queen. I was like, Oh, let let me see, check you out and see how you react to Queen. So I played Queen and she just jumped and started dancing. That night, she was dancing, her pajamas, dancing. And she was, I was like, Wow, I have never pictured myself dancing to Queen. I just sing, (laughs) but she was dancing and she was just, I was like, Wow, this child is everywhere. She's just everywhere, and then um, what I've gotten? What this station is called on YouTube? They have DJs. I actually got a guest through them. Man, um, i I don't know. It just escaped my memory now. And one of the DJs that they had, they have DJs from around the world perform. And one of the DJs was in uh, I think Lebanon or somewhere in the Middle East, and it was a the, the woman. The DJ was woman performing and. Clara was just like ah, oh, just like as soon as that woman comes on and she's just all the music is she's playing and it's mostly like middle eastern funk. So it's it's not like songs that you're popular that you're familiar with over here, but the, the crowd never stopped dancing. It was a small room. It's almost like this space of the studio, but yeah, it wasn't like a big big crowd kind of thing. And Clara just she would just be going with that. I'm like I can't figure you out, man. I can't. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm like, you know what, if someone goes through my musical um, library, you can't figure me out either, because you'll exactly. find country in there, and <laughs> yeah, so uh, there days I've played country for, I've played, um, what well, was the, 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 those women who protested against George W? Oh, Dixie the Dixie, Dixie, Dixie Chicks. yeah. Yeah, I played their new, their recent album. And she Clara responded to that, too. And I was like, yeah, don't respond too much to country because I don't want to ship you to Tennessee or something. <laughs> so you, we'll, we'll draw the line somewhere because you can't go too far in the country. I mean, yeah. I respect people who love country, but uh, you can't go too far. The, the, the country, there, there's a limitation to that. But um, in Nigeria, um, um, what's his name? The guy who died, uh, who sang The Gambler? Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers was huge in Nigeria. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, around Christmas time we get I, I, what was it did, did, was country music big in
2: Ghana uh, every Sunday for some reason coming back from church ah was country music yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could never figure it out why, why country I, music I, I, Sunday I, I can't understand I, I can't but <laughs> I that's how you get got people of my generation who
0: it's like yeah we just get into country and like why are we into country nobody can tell us
1: why are people here in the country
0: just give me the butt of uh, Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's why I baptize me at home. I don't drink it. <laughs> so what about food? Well,
1: uh, you know, when my daughter was younger, th- um, her mother is a nutritionist. So she would eat a lot of protein. <laughs> mm. uh, now that she's getting older, she's eating more carbs. But one of the things that we share together is seafood. So she likes oysters now, oysters on the half shell. So that's one of the things that always astounded me when she was um, around six or six and a half when I first took her to an oyster bar and she was willing to try it and really liked it. So now that's one of our things that we do together like on a little father-daughter date, we'll go
3: have oysters and it's actually pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, pasta is, uh, is, is her main thing. <laughs> <Yeah. name>. uh, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner she can eat it for. I'd say that's uh, no. She's good. It's it's uh, as I said, like you have a little routines, you know. So whether it's oatmeal or boiled eggs or fried eggs and pasta, 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 pasta. And pasta. Uh, I, rem- I remember taking her to a playgroup when she was maybe I'd say maybe eight months old, and it was like a bunch of mums and dads at like little. Uh, I think it was at the back of like a uh, like a kid store, and they had like. You know, maybe eight or ten kids there, and you just put them on the ground There's toys and they can play with. And uh, I was feeding her. I had salmon and I had a uh, broccoli for her. So she's eight months and eating away. And all the parents were like, they're all between six and a year old. And they all stopped and they're looking at me like, how the hell are you getting her to eat that? And I'm like, well, she likes it.
2: You <laughs> know, and I, I,
3: I remember we, we were in Galway in Ireland one time, before, uh, my wife and I, and this is just, she had just started eating at this time. And uh, we were driving around doing things around and then she had the mother of all like flip outs like she was freaking out and we couldn't do anything to calm her down we're trying to you know we're figuring let's let's just maybe try and find a restaurant or something and we're in the main street in Galway and if anyone's been to Galway it's a main street with pubs and restaurants on it and god we're gonna ruin someone else's evening if, if we're bringing this screaming baby in here so we go in and and i oh there's a quiet room at the back perfect so let us in uh, can I get some bread or, or something just to okay give her a teeniest bit of bread give it to her and stop so she was just hangry. <laughs> mm. So that's all it was. We gave her a little bit of bread, a little bit of pasta, and she's,
2: boom. She's, she's perfect. So she's it's,
3: perfect. it's... it's No, but anyway, she's a really, really good eater. But as I said, pasta,
2: that's all day, every day. Mm. You know, Hallie, uh, we, we started doing this trendy thing called baby-led weaning, um, which is, you know, from the age of six months mm-hmm. where you just... You don't, you don't ever feed the baby because she, she was you know, eating breast milk primarily. Yeah. But the idea is to just get them to like, you know, learn to use their like fine motor skills, pick up like little pieces of food, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, and so right now, you know, at a year and, and a few weeks, it's impossible to actually put food in her mouth. She wants to hold it herself oh. and eat it, you know. So I, we might have created a little monster here <laughs> because now that we're weaning her <laughs> off breast milk, you know, yeah. now we're thinking, okay, well, we need to get you to eat a variety of foods by yourself. And encourage you to eat them. Um, but she's like her old man. Uh, she's a huge meat eater. Okay. I mean, she, she eats the meat first before oh. eating anything else. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, she's like all zones in on the protein. Uh. Mm. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's a fun way to teach them to eat. It's it's messy. Um, but you're also not doing the airplane into the mouth thing. Um, yeah, was well, it
0: called again? Baby lead weaning.
2: Baby lead weaning. Oh. Led weaning.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of it.
1: I've heard of it. I don't know. It was called lead winning.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: uh, it, it, it's 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 super trendy. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if we're doing it to excess, you know, yeah. or, you know, are we just following the bandwagon I of 2020?
0: But... I guess it never occurred to me because I still remember um, what gave us the idea to start trying solids with, um, as in solid food with uh, Clara being that, you know, every t- morning when I had her in my arm, no oh, damn, she was small, so I could hold that with one arm, and I'll peel tangerine with the other arm, or I'd have a banana, and it got to a stage where I was eating. You know, you feel when someone's always staring at you, so I turn around. It's like she, she like, <laughs> I see her mouth moving like, hey, hey, um, yeah, I need, I need some too. Are you always eating this stuff, so I was like, uh, one day I was like, um, maybe I don't know, maybe I should mash the banana. Yeah, as not that I brought it to her mouth, Ah, just everything. I was like, "Wow, okay." Um, so I told her mom, and mom was like, "Yeah, we can start trying, you know, mashed bananas." And that was it. And um, she was—I don't let me try and see. how old was she when she grabbed the spoon? I can't even recall. I don't think she was. She was almost a year. But it was just one of those things where you you're feeding her, and I guess you're moving too slow. <laughs> and well, I was having a conversation. Well, yeah, I was on the phone or having a conversation, with and I look at, before I turned my head, it's like the spoon was in her hand, and I'm seeing ah, sh- ah I'm <laughs> food going everywhere. Cause like, what, what, this guy, man, you supposed to be feeding me. I'm, the, I'm the attention. Pay attention to me. Feed me. What, what the hell are you talking to? Nobody matters. Give me the food. <laughs> Only me. And it was like, yeah, I was like, wow, whatever you put in front of her, you know. And um, then the first time she tried fufu. I made fufu, I made peanut uh, stew, and I was, it was for myself and Verena. That's who we are eating, and then we gave our baby food. And we're both eating our food, and it's like she looked at our food, looked at her mama's plate, looked at her father's plate, like, what the hell did they take I am. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I eating this green stuff, and everybody has two different colors in their plates? Yeah. And I don't get, man, it looks, I start seeing the hand going like, past food. She <laughs> in, like, she's trying to reach my place, Like I was like, wow. Um, I don't know. To, I didn't make it spicy, but um, I don't know. You, you, want, you want to try fufu? Okay. And as soon as I put putting her mouth, nom, 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 I was wow. like, this, this mm. child, there's no break with you. You just yeah. you, you eat everything. And <laughs> so great. since then she started. And then there are days when I was like, okay, um, I think she was past a year old and she seemed to be eating everything I put in front of her. So I was like, okay, let me try coconut rice. Make coconut rice, which is, you gotta get coconuts, very labor intensive. Did all that, place in front of her, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, that broke my heart. Cause I was like, woo, that girl had to go, I went to the butcher, got goat meat, did everything. I was like, this is it, man, I prepared it. And the first thing she looked at the plates and I straight up, no. <laughs> I was like, is this a joke or something? No, you should, <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Uh, you've never said no to food before. <laughs> That's the first time. It's like is it like the food don't taste good or no. It's just no. It's just no. I'm not hmm. gonna eat. I don't wanna eat. That's it. And I was like, Man, this is this is what a real heartbreak feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Oh, and then yeah, so now she's more uh, I think her favorite thing is also pasta. Yep. And yeah. uh, but there are days where you know, I'll, I'll have um, fufu or I'll make some um, Nigerian stew or whatever, and or even if your love rice, and she just gonna be like, she won't eat it that night, but the next day, I want your love, I want your love, I want, and she just gonna be like, holding, I want you shaking you, I want your love, like hey, baby. <laughs> so, so, but somebody sees me, like you don't feed this child, you don't need to call child protective services or what. <laughs>
2: Don't embarrass me in public.
0: <laughs> like, okay, I can see your love. I need your love. I need your love. Like, you just thought about it.
3: And, you know, yeah.
0: even, even when I took her to go play soccer, you know, she's um, been taking her for months now. And, you know, because she kicks the ball out all our, in the house. And we're like, okay, oh, maybe she might have fun with other kids. She's like, no, I don't want to play. We get to the park. it's like, I don't want to play. I'm not coming out. I'm just going to stay in my stroller. So she never played. Wow. Four weeks went by. And then the fourth week was like, Almost towards the end, she comes out like, okay. I kick the ball a little bit. And then she gets in front of the goal. I'm like, okay, right. take one last kick, score the goal. And she's about to take the kick and it's like it's like something sparks in her brain. And she just turns around and starts running towards the stroller. So I'm like, Hey, what hey, wait, wait, score the goal, wait. <laughs> and I get to the stroller, and she's like, Salami? Salami <laughs> I said, What? I want salami? How, who does you about to score a goal and salami just pops? <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. No more playing soccer anymore. It's like salami. That's what I want. I didn't bring salami, but no, I just think, I want salami. Like, we're in a prospect park. We're not in the house. You salami. Better go, you better go get <laughs> some. Salami. <laughs> I'm like, man, man, with food. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's. She's never done that with pasta. That's the funny thing, though. She's never been like, well, we're far away from home. I want pasta. No she doesn't do that (laughs) any other (laughs) thing (laughs) Ah. so uh, let's begin to wrap up Um, appreciate you giving me your time oh there's one question I should have asked in the first part but um, before I get to the rounding up part you know we all come from diversity and one way or the other but you know do you have any plans for dealing with diversity and eventually when racism pops up with your child, you know, when your child starts to ask those questions, or do you feel like it's something that you don't think about now and you say it's gonna be in a little bit, but it's more like for Cesar since he has the oldest kid. Yeah.
1: I, well, it's, it's definitely come up. You know, when everything happened last summer, um, her best friend is a little black girl. And the questions like, why would anybody hate her because of the color of her skin? You know, why would something like that happen? I thought the police were good, not bad. And you, it's, it's, a, it's tough to explain. It's tough to sit them down and go, by the way, you're also multicultural. You know, your father has darker skin than your mom or, or you, you know? Because when, when, uh, when she was younger, she used to call me brown. Mm. You, how come you're brown? And you're, you look different than like I do. You know, and it's like, well, your dad is Latin, you know, so are you. That's our culture. That's who we are. You know. Yeah, racism is tough. It's last summer was very difficult. Watching the protests, we protested together. You know, she marched with me. Um, she held up little signs and stuff, Black Lives Matter, and all this kind of stuff. She, I think, she took it really to heart. You know, why would someone dislike my best friend? Yeah. she's such a great little girl why would why would somebody hate her? why would someone dislike her and I, I haven't I haven't come up with an easy answer to be honest I don't I, it's it's very difficult to answer those questions. It's very difficult to be like so this is what happened in American history. she can't grasp it she's yeah. too young mm-hmm. so it's you, you just say some people just are you know <laughs> silly or they have really weird ideas about what humanity is and them being better just don't think that way you know, for yourself. You can see that we live in a very diverse community and there's no reason for it. And I'm, I'll tell you right there, it shows you that racism and things like this are taught. They're not, Big time. They're not biology. They're taught yeah. because these kids don't see color. You, your kids, I'm sure they go to the playground, they don't see color. They just see other kids to play with.
3: I'll, I, I think I told a story when I was on before, but I'll, I'll tell it again in that uh, I used to coach uh, like soccer when, you know, a couple years ago and there was one, there was two Carls um, that that were playing. One was a little black kid. One was a white kid. Uh, one had red boots and one had blue boots. So we're playing and whatever. And uh, one of the little kid comes up to me, a different kid comes up and uh, I was like, oh, uh, uh, Carl is uh, got hurt. And I was like, oh, which Carl got hurt? And then he was like, oh, the one with the red boots got hurt you know it wasn't the black one it wasn't the white one right. it was it was the red boot carl you know so i another s- story is that when i was you know young playing soccer you know maybe six or seven years old um obviously it's more religious but like uh celtic and rangers you know mm, so yeah. obviously rangers being the the you know the the great britain and union and and, and uh you know protestant leaning versus celtic which is more catholic irish kind of team and uh i used to play for a team in the in in the local team in the park was called bushy park rangers just happened to be the name no affinity with anything ranger just happened to be the the name and uh again i'm five or six years old and that's the team i play for and another little kid comes up oh who do you support Celtic or rangers and i was like i i've no i'm not exposed to this like you say it's you know uh it's something that you're 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 you know you're taught so Who do you like Celtic Rangers? Oh, well I guess I play for Rangers, so Rangers. You know, I don't know who Celtic or Rangers is. And he punches me. And then uh, he's like, "Oh, you're a Protestant and you you, you know, you're you're loyal to the queen and all this kind of stuff." And I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Cuz I was never exposed my it wasn't like my, my parents were like, "You don't, you know, British people are the worst and you know, all, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you know, IRA and all this kind of stuff. That's not something that 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 was, you know, needed to be talked about, you know, but mm-hmm. Again, it was still that. Now, obviously it was his brother or his dad or someone in his life had said, no, don't, people from Rangers or, or Protestants, you don't deal with yeah. them. You know, you're against them. And that's a perfect example. Like you said, leaning back to it's taught. It's not, it's not, uh, listen, I don't care what you do. So long as you're a nice person, you know, uh, and, and do your thing, doesn't matter where you're from. You know? Yeah, yeah but
0: there's a way we, we, we shape kids without even realizing that we are, we are shaping um, our children. And that's why the examples that we set is very important
3: yeah. I, I I think it's cultural as well you know you you think of you know japanese culture and 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 gaijin so people who aren't you know you talk about wrestling and 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 knowing that like if you're not japanese you're not really accepted within the workplace or the culture you know you think of of um you know uh in, in in the cowboy movies and stuff, what what do they always the the Hispanic the cowboys, What do they call the gringos? Isn't that right? A, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, there's there's always there's always something culturally these things, and I'm I'm hoping that, you know, similar to parenting, ge- racial t- tensions and things will start to change over the next generation, the next generation. You know, but again, there's always those those pockets of people that are just horrible people, and and you know, it's like using religion as a shield to justify shitty behavior. It's like using the military. You know as as a shield for justifying your should be able, oh well i was i was in i was in the military but okay like i i you know i worked with where the guy who was in the marines for 27 years and uh you know he always wore this insignia mm-hmm. ring with with the marines on it and he would be you know walking through times square and there's always you know guys always a veteran and you know holding signs and stuff so there was one guy for whatever reason he went over to him one day oh you served yeah i was in was in the Marine Corps and, da, 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 and he's talking to him and he's about to give him some money and he's like oh I like your ring What what, what is that you know so if you're in the Marines you know exactly what the right. insignia was so he was just some bullshitter just trying to to you know use the military when, when there wasn't a, a thing to it so again I think it's all linked together but I think it's just trying to be a nice person and, and um, teach that to my daughter and, and yeah. you know the next generation behind us sorry mm-hmm. for taking over there mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 it's a
2: heavy topic um, yeah every question I you know my daughter was born in may of last year some part of me selfishly a good month
0: to be born by the way
2: yeah oh, right oh right gosh. before the summer um a, a, a selfish part of me thought to myself you know i'm i'm i feel lucky that i don't have to have difficult conversations right now because i can only imagine I, I mean how do you explain you know to to a child and, you know I, I think you have to be a, a a developed adult to fully grasp you know all the nuances um mm-hmm. and it's very easy to to misunderstand when you're young when you're you know. Um, talking about racism, you know, I, I thought, I think to myself, you know, part of my duty as a dad, you know, going back to the creating a, a protective boundary around my daughter is to sort of, you know, you know, keep Santa Claus alive for as long as possible, you know, have her world be full of, you know, just positivity, at least for the early, you know, early stages, because that's something I had. um, And I was lucky to have that growing up in a country where 99.999% of us are black, you know, it wasn't a thing that I, I had to think about or deal with. And, it was a luxury yeah. um, that not everybody gets depending on where you grow up. Um, so, you know, on th- but on the one side, you don't want to raise a naive person mm-hmm, who, yeah. you know, will be, you know, you, you want to prepare them for the world that they're going to meet and the people, you know, that are not great people out there. I'm a little less optimistic about human nature than, than, than you guys, perhaps. I think that there's a natural tendency to like people who are like us, to like people who like the same soccer team, to like people who have <coughs> the same skin tone, to like people from the same country. Um, so even if it's not taught, I think that that's in, I, I, I'm pessimistic. I think it's innate. I think the challenge is, you know, in spite of that natural tendency to like our own, how do you override that by being a a conscious human being, you know, and, and, and accept other people into your life. Um, and, you know, my, my daughter being, you know, my wife is Caucasian, my daughter being mixed, you know, that, that has a whole, you know, layer of complexity as well, because, you know. I know from other mixed people that they feel like they are—they have a foot in both worlds. They're not really sure where they fit, and it's a—it's a separate identity of its own with unique challenges too. Which, i, I, I you know, neither of us—you know, neither my wife nor I will, may perhaps, be very well equipped to help her deal with. So, uh, yeah, it's something I think about a lot. I—I don't, I don't know. I don't. I know I don't like what's happening in the schools right now in New York City. I—the thing that scares me the most is my daughter being five going to kindergarten and the teacher saying, you know what, this world is full of racists and you are going to encounter racism. And, you know, I, I don't think that's the right approach. I think it's, oh. it's, it comes from a good place, but I wouldn't want a teacher. I, I, the, the thing that scares me the most, my daughter coming back home and saying like, dad, why do people hate me? Mm. Um, I don't think that that's a good thing to internalize as a young person.
0: How, how would you like the teacher to go about it?
2: I would say most people are good people and you should be a good person, but there are some people out there who are just bad people and they might not like you because of the way you dress or because you're a woman or because you're black or because you're mixed or whatever. But, um, it's so hard. <laughs> it's hard.
1: I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I could go for an hour on this. Yeah, this it's is so like hard. It's long, like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, you know oh, I mean,
0: I ha- have to do a part two with, uh, <laughs> parents of mixed children. And then
1: I mean, I made the mistake of uh, watching a World War II Netflix documentary when she walked in one day, and then she was watching, uh, you know, Adolf Hitler speaking. You know, and he's so charismatic—the way he would use his words and his hands and his body to talk, uh, regardless of how awful he was. I'm just saying that he was a charismatic speaker. Oh, he was that. That's, a great that's, that's order. The, that's the he was. That's him. just the truth, and. She's like, who's that? And I'm like, well, you, you, you will learn about him one day, you know, when you get older and you'll you'll see he was a very influential person. But now we're at the bookstore and she'll see like his picture or she'll see like the entire World War Two section at Barnes and Noble. And she'll be like, who's that guy? That's the guy that you told me. I'm like, oh, boy, I don't want to get into this. This is not something I want to discuss.
2: Yeah. At a bookstore. Yeah, at the bookstore. <laughs> but, it's,
1: but, but, you know, again, you don't want to raise them to be naive. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to get into the whole minutia of, like, what happened. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with racism. I don't want to get into every single aspect of what happened in this country. And is still happening to this day. Okay. Um, it's, a heavy
2: bur- it's a heavy burden even for adults. It's it a
1: very heavy, heavy burden
0: we, we carry heavy. It for the rest of our lives and yeah yeah we try to that's the reason why we fight the fight so that the next generation don't have to you know carry the burden but <laughs> yeah. it's it's, it's gonna fight. be there
1: it's a fight i don't want to fight I don't, that's the thing. I, don't know, I don't think i don't I think, think i should any, have to i don't
0: think any of us should have to or we, we want, wanted know? this fight we don't i don't think we wanted it it should have you know if If it were a perfect world, it probably would have ended over 100 years ago. This this, this fight would have been solved a long time ago. But I don't think it's ever going to die. That's Uh, me. No, no. And in my own way, the best I can do is prepare my daughter to be able to handle it uh, the best way possible. Right. Uh, For me, what I would not like to see is... um, a situation where my daughter grows up to be the person who is now you know from an oppressed group that says you know what it's time for me to now be the one oppressing others yeah. and i'll be in the forefront and I, yeah that would be like the biggest that's what i would consider That's i will consider it a failure for myself if i see something like that yeah, yeah so i wouldn't want that but um you know she goes to the playground you know there's stuff that i don't like i don't like you touching my daughter's hair without her permission without our permission i even i'm not going to give you permission to touch my daughter's hair like right? why do you need to touch my daughter's hair it doesn't make sense to
3: who's me. touching mm-hmm.
0: her hair oh the people who just but, on like her parents other parents, they like doing that. Like, oh, she's yeah. so cute. It's like, why, why is that your the first instinct? Like, your hand gotta go into my daughter's hair. Like, why is that? So, like, there's times where she just gives you that look. Like, how dare you? Like, that's the look on her face. And I'm like, good, give it to them. And I'm like, no, oh, they're like, oh, she's she's feisty or something. I'm like, why is that the first that came out of your mouth that she's feisty? Feisty, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, if, I, if, if I just <laughs> w- if I just a, walked a, 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 up a to you me. and yeah, touched your hair, <laughs> w- what would be your reaction? You'd be like. That's an assault, you know? Right. (laughs) So why would you just walk up someone's kid and just go straight into their hair and touch their hair? Like, it it don't make sense. But the fact that a lot of people still can't see that as an issue. And, you know, so I have to tell my daughter, like, no, if someone's coming for your hair, it don't matter if you've seen that person smiling at your father or your mom, withdraw from them. Don't let them touch your hair because it begins with, that's a barrier. That's how it starts because you allow them to become comfortable with touching your hair like even as an adult, the people who the last place I walked at, the people who just came out, hey, how you doing, man? Tap me on my head. I'm like, what the? <laughs> don't tap me on the <laughs> head. <What? laughs> we're not that cool. And even if we're cool, I don't think that would be the first way for you to greet me. Like you just see me in the morning and just slap me on the head. Like, how you doing? Like, what? That is like, you know, and... But i have to be the cool black guy because you don't have to you can't get angry you know that kind of thing you know because you know I mean? be, oh he's black he's a veteran too oh he got anger issues
2: <laughs> that's coming up
0: so i have to add all that you know all that's in my head going up, and i'm like ah oh, man this is but can i play uh,
2: devil's advocate for a little bit sure so you know sometimes it comes I'm, I'm assuming it will come from a place of you know just curiosity innocent curiosity right Seeing somebody who looks different, has different ha- textured hair, wanting to... It can be a bridge sometimes, I think, right? Some of these questions about, oh, why is your skin color like this? Or why is your hair like this? Or blah, blah, blah. Okay. I, I think it can come I, from an innocent place. I,
0: I, I can see how... I, I don't believe it comes from an innocent place because I've seen a different culture. I, uh, in, I've seen an example of a different culture. Huh. So one of my shipmates, when I was in the Middle East, his wife was Japanese. And uh, she... He, transferred first to Bahrain, and then his wife came a few months later. So when his wife arrived, he was here, he was like, oh, they they love black people a lot over there, almost to a fetish. And I was like, I don't understand Mm. what that means. But it's like, oh, yeah, there's some kind of fetishization of black people in some parts of Japan or all over Japan. And it started making sense later on when I realized how many black people went over there and were like, oh, man, I ain't coming back. I don't want to leave the Navy. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of the Navy. I won't come back to united states because of the treatment we're getting from japanese women and sounds nice he's <laughs> trust me man <laughs> even black white like there are a lot love americans that's why it's why they don't want to come back and um his wife one time we were hanging out and his wife whispered to him and then he he said um my wife would like to ask you a question and don't please don't be offended so i was like what I was like, is this like she wants to have, is this, I was single then, you know? So I was like, wait, is this like she's trying to get down with me or something? Is this like a kinky couple kind of thing? And it, 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 she said, like, she just was admiring my eyebrows and she would like to touch them. Is it okay? Hmm. And I was taking her back. I was, I was like, that was not what I was thinking of, <laughs> but, you know, But I was a pervert too, so, you know. But I was shocked that someone took permission, was asking for my permission before she did that. And I was like, well, okay, go ahead. And she, it was like a kid, literally like a child, just brush. And it's like, oh, oh, I she's like so nice, so nice. Again, please. And then I was like, I couldn't get it. Like, why are you so... And she was like, oh, some... Like people actually do surgeries to have like black people's eyebrows. And oh, what is... What? <laughs> that, that was a whole was new world. I, was, I, I heard black people's
2: eyebrows. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> no. I didn't know
0: it was something... I, she all her life she's been in Japan, grown wow. up there, um, Osaka. Uh, yeah, I think Osaka area she's from. And I was like, wow. But she she just moved back because she, she couldn't even stay in the United States. It was too much for her. She couldn't adjust to life in America, so she moved back to Japan. But yeah, that, that was... But she took permission. My in-laws, who live in Germany, the first time we went with the baby, they always asked for permission before they were doing So I, I got to a stage, I was like, I'm not used to... The grandparents like ask him why you asking for permission? It's your grandchild. They're like, oh no no no, it's your child, and we don't want to, you know, offend or anything. We we you 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 it's your child. You and Verena decide how you want to raise your child. Yes, we are grandparents. We love our grandchild, but we still respect you.
3: That's good. That's not very common. Yes, and (laughs) I I I don't don't have that issue, but but that 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 isn't common. I was you
0: know I was. That's one that made me, like, say, I was really proud that I got that family. And it made me know that it's possible for people to take permission. Instead of just going outright, like, I'm yeah. going to pick... Because these are people who literally did, had the right to just go pick up the baby and, you know, do yeah. whatever. Yeah. But they still took permission. I see, so I see. if the grandparents can take permission before doing anything... Why should a stranger just come up? I'm like, I'm going to go grab the hell? I, I see what ear you're ear saying. Up. So, so like, it's it's
2: about it's yeah. about the permission, not necessarily the curiosity. It,
0: okay. the, it it begins in you see so many ways. There are little because it starts with little things, and when you are let you allow that slide, it gets bigger and bigger. Hmm. And there are so many ways that you know, red team is tied to bias, and it's all that we all have bias. But if I allow my little biases get bigger and bigger, then I become a sexist. I become a bigot. We know our good friend Don Zoro who. If if you guys see that guy, he's just going to be like, whoo. It's
1: it's a bit much. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I used to tolerate him for a while. Mm. But he's hardcore sexist. And it was like, this is not, you know, just let it slide. You know, he's just, then, uh, yeah, it was obvious. This is, and then when the racism came out, you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, he had been been showing you who he was before. Mm. You just chose to allow that slide. But when you allow the kids, allow uh, people mess with their hair, getting their space yeah,
2: yeah.
0: the assaults
3: turn into something else tomorrow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... so yeah I, I, I was hmm. I was gonna say that exact that exact point like you said it's it's culture it's like you see someone that's different from you there's a way to ask and then there's a way to just go ahead and do it yeah. you know and then growing up then is your daughter then gonna be think it's okay for people to touch her Right. you know right. like we were talking about like it's her body so she has permission to, to do it like I look at it it's my job to protect her until she's 18 when she's 18 she can do whatever she wants you know but again just to teach her that it's her body known as the right to touch her. and as i said at the start like oh, i'll give your granny a hug no i don't want to give granny a hug okay don't give granny a hug yeah. you know yeah. oh i'm yeah. gonna leave i'm not gonna see you for whatever I, like actually i was one know. of those who hmm. used to say go give your granny a hug and yeah. my
0: parents were like it's fine if she doesn't want to give a hug yeah yeah and i was like you know what that's true it's fine if she doesn't want. but
3: to. That, those sound like extremely emotionally intelligent people rather than people who let their their emotions get the better of them which I feel like in this country now, that's what we see every day, and and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, yeah the fact that you're telling me that someone came up to your daughter and was just touching her hair just because oh, they I've decided seen, they had the yeah. right to I've do seen it multiple times. Like f- yeah, f- that that, I've that seen it times. Know. I think I, about, I overlooked the yeah. dimension
2: of not asking permission. I thought yeah. it was sort of like, hey, can I touch your? But, but unsolicited, I'm, just touching that. that, that, yeah. that, that I even, yeah, yeah, That I won't try? Like you know, my, I, my friends,
0: my friends, they, they, they can I? They, you know, if she runs into you, that's different. But yeah. if the people like, you know, one another way, I know that it's possible kids can communicate with each other. And you start seeing like when a kid does something forcefully, another kid tells you other one, "I don't like it," and you see the other kid still pushing. You watch the parents' reaction. There are some parents where you see the difference. Where some parents be like, "No, that's not that's not nice." So I'm yeah. sorry. The parent com- There are some parents who be like they don't care. They're not paying mm. attention. Like you're taking territory. Go ahead. The kids are just being kids, you know. They're kids being kids. I'm like, that, that you already the wiring the pro. you started wiring the child. Yeah. You started wiring the child in a certain way because you. That's why. That's why the playground is a good social experiment because mm-hmm. you you see different things and you're like, mm. I'm like, okay, notes to myself.
3: You don't bring your child near mind. Uh, that, yeah. I put up that wall between us. Right. Like, <laughs> fine. Go like there, there's there's one kid in the playground who uh, she's a lot bigger than the the other kids and they were playing in the sandbox one day and uh, my daughter had like a, a sun hat on and uh, you know you just get a vibe off of kids sometimes or, or people sometimes uh-huh. and you're like, like you said, it's biases and you're like, oh no, I'm, I'm, I i won't, won't say anything and then uh, I could see the girl like doing something with the sand and then my daughter was pretty close to her and she just picked up the sand and it, pow, like threw it right in her face she had it in a shovel and she whoosh, like threw it right in her face and I knew there was something like, you know, you just get that spider sense at mm-hmm. and it, I got it and I was like luckily she had her son hat on so it caught everything so it didn't it didn't get in her face but anytime I see that kid in the playground she, I don't let her go near the sandbox because I don't let my daughter go near the sandbox because I know I've got that sense that, and again Imogen will probably run over and play with her and want it to play with her but okay okay, she had her son hat, hat, hat on she might not have her son hat on the next time she gets sun in and it's, mm-hmm. it's you know or is the kid going to hit her or, or these kind of things and it's like you, you like you say you want to you, you want to give them that you know awareness of sensing danger you know and there's a few things running what you said like so i i work in hotels and, and i've worked in them a long time so i'm used to dealing with people i'm used to dealing with body language and and, and cultures and and you know i i worked in a french hotel in the hotel and it's uh you know the the it's it's french people like french people irish people like irish people you know it's 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 that natural pull towards your your own culture i, I don't think that's that's a bad thing i just think it's a comfort thing you know mm-hmm. but at the same time it's not a bad thing to me as an Irish person want to know about French people, you know? But a French person, you know, would have, would prefer, prefer to talk with a French person because they know that they can, their concerns yeah, or, or... Yeah, too. but like mm. the, the amount of relief that I'd see from, from people being like, ooh, parlez-vous français? And then uh, I'd be like, oh, I, I don't, but my colleague does. oh, And then they, the relief is there, mm. you know? Just like with, you know, people from, from Spain or, or, or South America who come, who who, Again, you can see they're trying, but they don't have that confidence in their English. And then, oh, d- oh this is my colleague who speaks Spanish. Oh, okay, and then that confidence. But you need to be careful with that because I can't just say to, to you, Cesar, oh, uh, oh, do you, do you want me to speak Spanish to you? And then you're like, what are you talking about? Like, I've lived here for 20 years. I know how to speak English. Like, you, you're insulting me. That so, happens all the time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Where people are yeah. like, hola, or they start yeah. talking to
1: me in Spanish, yeah. and you're like, yeah, yeah, thanks. You know, you yeah. go back and... Yeah. Actually, oh. I
0: had that last week.
1: <laughs> that happened to you last week? Yeah, it's like okay, dude. I, yeah. I speak English. My mom, yeah. who's from Brazil, yeah. she would get that often, and she hated it. Yeah, she and sweet. again, it's
3: it's it's you're you're just assuming that because of the way I look that I can't speak English right. properly, you know. And I'm I'm like I'm an immigrant as well. I've been living here for thirteen years, and the only difference between we look different, you know, and and you know, but I'm never treated that way, you know. And no. I'm an immigrant. There's no difference between between me and you it just happens that that you know physically we look different and 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 the, there's a difference in the way it's treated so again I, I think it's just again it comes back to a lot of different things I think we've talked about a lot of stuff here I think my main thing is is as I said body autonomy that's your body you know you do with it what you want uh, but to learn how to protect yourself as well and sense danger mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a a big thing that I'm. We're trying to instill in our daughter now because now she's at the phase where she's very trusting of people that are older than her, especially of the opposite sex, yeah. and that can be like, okay, look, you have to have the conversation with them. Like, things that you can't talk about. Here are things that you can talk about, and also just be very careful, because <laughs> yep. there might be a time where I'm not there, or your mother's not there, and you have to be able to discern between what's good conversation and bad conversation and right now that's that's a,
3: like a, a conversation again, you have to have another one you know when it comes to I'll, I'll, I'll finish on this one but it's uh, you know there's a play school where uh, there was a janitor that was in the play school and uh, all the kids had to hug the janitor every day oh. you know and it's like why why these are kind of like Rodney. I know you, you said you're, hmm. you're you're overanalyzing certain things, and I don't want to give you another thing to overanalyze. But, <laughs> it's, it's, but, janitors, it's, but yeah, but it's one of these <laughs> things where where you know you 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 know trust is a big thing, and you have to trust that if you're you know dropping your daughter off at daycare or whatever that that this person is trusting. And again, if you've got that natural spider sense within yourself that if something doesn't feel right, there's a reason that that's that's in you. Whether it's body language, whether it's it's energy, you know, I yeah. I, I don't know, but it's it's. Yeah, I I just my I want to end my part to saying that like you know if if something feels off, trust your gut and don't yes. don't just and yeah. teach your teach your kids to feel that way as well.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a good place to um, nip it there because it's that trust your gut is something that I think we we'll wait until like what I'm used to is that we we'll wait until the child becomes almost a teenager for them to start knowing that they have a gut that they can trust. But it's uh, it's something that is in them from an early stage, and when you don't trust your gut and you vocalize it, it's up to the way the adults to listen and hear the child and let them know that once you let us know that this is not you don't something does not feel right to you, I will listen to you and I'll act on it hmm. because that's when something that's when if. Um, you know, we don't want something bad to happen to our kids. But let's say something unfortunate happens and they experience it or they witness it. They should be able to come to us. We don't want this situation where the kids, our kids have to go meet someone else say, because our parents don't listen. Mm-hmm. They have to go look for someone else to go mm-hmm. tell what happens. Because that's a very big point you made about trusting your God. But the way I grew up is I'd never, goes to my family and say, this is what happened. So there was stuff that happened to me as a child. I couldn't, it didn't even occur to me that I should tell someone in the house, this is what was happening. But if I did, it was like, you're reporting your senior, so that's a lie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So all that is also connected. That's why racism is like a big, wide, you know, it's very wide and it shows you how damaging it can be because there's so many layers to it. But we're almost out of time. So unfortunately, (laughs) I can't go further than this. We can't fix racism today. Yeah, we can't fix it today, (laughs) but we 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 can we can try with a a few beers, you know, (laughs) and barbecues from that. So final question to wrap it up, you know, and wrap it up in a good way. What would you like to leave the audience with, you know? And uh, yeah, could be a line from a book you've read. Could be a line from Megadeth. I know you probably go there or uh, it could be a uh, mantra that you live by. I know where Mark will go with his or it could be just something that speaks to you, you know, or uh, something relating to fatherhood, you know, since it's for Father's Day, this uh, episode.
3: I guess I'll go. Uh, the, so I, I, I think I touched on it when I started. So the, the way that my philosophy in life is, is be kind and don't take shit, you know, and when i say that it's like i i if something's not right and you see someone being talked to poorly or downtrodden or in work or in in whatever like to be the first to say this isn't right you know and like you you had said about your friend perpetuating you know talk sexist racist you know eventually obviously it seems that you guys have now signed like this this isn't right you know, so yeah, it took us a while to, to step, but step up. But mm-hmm. step I, mean, up. W- I drank three yeah. beers from yeah, ago, like yeah. step up rather than stepping off. You know, and my, my second thing, more lighthearted, would be there's a show on Disney Plus called Bluey. Um, it's about a it's Australian show. It's two little. It's it's about two little girls that like little dogs, uh, and their their mom and dad, and uh, well, I think they're six and four, yeah. and it's just a really wholesome, kind show with really good examples of parents. Um, you know one episode that stands out to me is just that there's uh, they're going to the dump and you know they're driving to the dump and, and oh dad are you, are you a good driver oh, I'm the best driver oh dad are you good at this? Oh, I'm the best at this you know they get to the dump he's throwing the stuff into the, the dump and uh, one of the daughters sees her drawings that she drew for him uh, scriggles and, and things like that but that he was throwing them away so then it's now a case of you're not a good guy you're not the best you're the worst you're throwing away my drawings I drew for you so, yeah. how is you as a parent? How do you deal with that when your daughter's coming to you saying that you're throwing away my drawings or you don't care about what my feelings? You know, so you know, it's these are the kind of tough conversations they have on it. But it's a really, really, it's only eight or ten minutes. But I, I can't oh, wow, stress okay. it enough. It's a really good, wholesome show, and it's Bluey. it's Bluey. Bluey, yeah. So, Bluey. Sure right. yeah, check it out. You can tag at Bluey in this podcast now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. we need that <laughs> Disney Plus money <Yeah>. too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, for me, I guess what I'll leave folks with as 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 the 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 least experienced dad here is. You know, for for those who are you know thinking about it, mm-hmm. just you know you know coming from somebody who's been it for for a year, um, it's true that it's hard. It's true there's a lot of sacrifice. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about sacrifice. You know, in the last few months, you know, it's it you know it's it's part of being human. You know, we whether you're sacrificing chickens for the rains to come, like my granddad used to do, or <laughs> you know sacrificing your time, you know, for something better. You know, you you give up something that is hard to give up maybe your free time maybe your image of yourself as a casanova you know going hitting up the clubs um you know maybe your body because you get the dad bod um friday sucker yeah exactly right that's why we do that um but but it's it's for something better and it just feels right it feels right in a way that it feels good to be a dad um i'm happy to say that it feels like i'm doing what i should be doing um it's meaningful in a way that i don't think other other things in my life are, um, yeah. So it's and a lot of parents may give you, may tell the scary stories, and I think sometimes, maybe it comes from a place of not wanting to brag to be bragging about what they have to people yeah. who don't have kids. Uh-huh. So almost like not making them jealous. That's why they talk about the hard parts. But it's 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 it's, it's a lot of fun too. Yeah.
1: I can't say it much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a it's a challenge, but it's a worthy challenge. I think it's the. It's cliche to say but it's probably the best thing that I'll ever do in my life. Um this Father's Day also happens to be my birthday. So there's been a lot of like, you know, oh. thought uh, <laughs> introspection that goes along with that cuz I'm getting older. Um yeah, it's 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 a wonderful thing if anyone like I said like you said if anyone's on the fence, I would say it's hard to say go for it because like <laughs> it's something you can't come back from. Yes. But it, I think it's, it's, it really is the best thing anyone can do. It's you're it's, you're raising a person, you know, you, you give so much of yourself, but it's so worth it. Um, I'm lucky to have a really good partner that that's a really wonderful mother. Um, I am not married like you guys. I'm actually a single father. I was going to um, ask you about dating but Yeah. Of time. <laughs> yeah, you're out of time because I could go on and on from that too. <laughs> but um it's you know it's it's been a wonderful wonderful thing. I am um, in no way have I ever been like, you know, this is I just wish I didn't do this. I didn't wish I didn't stick around. I'm very very happy that I stuck around and I'm grateful that I have the daughter that I have. I'm very proud to be her father. You know.
0: Me too. I'm grateful that i have that i have and yeah that's that's just the best way to end it that's just the best way so you guys have anything you like to promote or any if people want to find you reach out to you is there any way would you like to reach out to you if not that's fine i'll cut this part out <laughs> yep all right okay so thank you for your time i appreciate you all coming on the podcast rodney we have to fix a date and time to get you for your own immigrant story which I know it's going to be very exciting so um, Cesar, finally you made it here
1: (laughs) thank you for having me on
0: always a pleasure always a pleasure to everyone listening don't forget to subscribe like five stars positive reviews keep the love coming in and thank you for the privilege of your company see you next week thanks for listening to White Label American if you enjoyed the show will appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at american at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label american.